mentioned his name, it's like, yo, you know what I mean? They back up. Here's how the story goes. We find out by the treasure in the grand line. There's no doubt. The pirate whose eye is on it, he'll sing. I'll be king of the pirates. I'm gonna be king. This is Sean of SeanConrad.com. But you might know me as the rapper voice on the theme song of One Piece. There's no stopping Robin, the archaeologist. Get it right, ship right, build with Frankie. Brook, let it play at the helm. I've recorded, personally recorded, Will Ferrell, Will Arnett, J.K. Simmons, Rosie Perez. His name's Zolo, he's just like a samurai and a L.A.D.Y. Nami's not shy. Usopp's doing that marksman thing. Sanji's cooking, Chopper's doctoring. So, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to another video. And in this video, we got a special treat. If you can't tell by the title already, we got the man, the myth, the legend, the one piece god for a lot of y'all growing up as kids that are probably millennials. We have Sean Conrad, Young Fresh Co., the creator of the One Piece for Kids rap. So before we get this interview underway, if you have not already, please be sure to subscribe to the channel as well as hit that notification button to get notified for more content that I put out. As well, if you end up enjoying this video, be sure to hit me with a like and leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this interview. We're going to learn a lot about Sean today. So without any further ado, let's just get into it, y'all. Sean, what's going on? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm blessed. Um happy to be here i'm excited about doing this and i'm ready to chop it up yeah you are doing me one of the biggest favors in the world i would never have thought that i would have the opportunity to talk with somebody as legendary as you i'm not sure you're aware of uh your your impacts on the one piece community as well as the anime community and honestly i think most people in my age group you know life when it comes to what you've done with your work yeah. so before we get too deep into it, let's let people know who who is Sean Conrad. Uh, wow that that question um, brings forth a lot of uh, thought because there there's so many different levels. There's people who know me, like you said, as the One Piece rapper on on One Piece. Um, there's people who know me from the hip hop industry. Um, a lot of people's favorite rappers. Uh, Kind of came up watching me um there's um you know there's roller skating there's tennis there's dad life i have three daughters and i'm uh i've been all out for them since since they came to this world so um you know if you might meet me in one circle and say oh you know that's the the tennis racquetball guy you know but that that same person uh has no idea that I rap or used to rap and what I've done. And, um, you know, I, I don't just bring it up um, yeah. unless it's appropriate, you know? So, okay. yeah. I mean, I saw you used to be nice at handball too. Played, played a lot of handball, uh, won the citywide with my man, Ray Lopez, um, played against all, all the greats from my time. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, handball, I got introduced to in uh, junior high school. First day of school, I walk into the yard and these dudes are playing handball. 
right against the school wall and it was like this crowd around them and i'm like what is going on handball is and, crazy uh, it's it's one of the more i think slept on like kind of sp- just sports all together i started playing yeah. like maybe i was maybe like 14 i started learning how to play yeah. before we used to like play these other like as kids like not dumb handball games, but just kind of our own way of doing it. We kind of just hit each other with the handball over and over again. Right, right. But when I started learning how to play handball, it was like the people in my neighborhood, because in case anybody doesn't know, you're also from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, so we have that Absolutely. in common. Yeah. Um, so learning how to play in the park from a lot of the ho- the old heads in my neighborhood, I was just yeah. like, yo, you guys take this. This is serious. This is, <laughs> you guys yeah, are taking this yeah. way more serious than the guys playing ball in the other part of the park. Right, right. And what you know, what's interesting is as we're talking about it, handball like was almost no different than hip hop for me, meaning that um when I saw the sport, I started to get curious and then you just start hearing about legends in that arena. The same as hip hop, no different. And I I since I was young, I get very excited about learning who the legends are and then and then trying to get there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was Buddy, it was Emmett, it was, um, you know, Pebbles and all these names that you hear. And then a few years later, I'm playing against these people. And it's, which is just crazy um, because that's how it happened in hip hop. You know, I, as a kid, I'm listening to LL Cool J and uh, all this stuff. And then I meet him and he's like, I know who you are, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm like, <laughs> You know, it's um, yeah, just it's, like it's that. Became a legend in yourself life. playing handball too. Became a legend huh? in yourself playing handball. Say that one more time. Now I was saying you became a legend in yourself playing handball. Oh man, I, I you know um, it it ended up that way, and you know I I didn't I didn't have it in my head like that, but I think that um, I would tell people that you are right now making your history you it's not something that you get someplace and then you start creating your history right your your channel right now is part of your history you you are making your history now it won't start two weeks from now facts facts so speaking of legends and history what are some like projects some artists some other people you got to work with in your time you know coming up in your career in your life um i uh Wow, where do I start? I um I rapped with Notorious B.I.G. Um, and you know I I say that now now it's a big deal, but you know uh, back when this happened, I went to a show at this club in Manhattan, and Biggie was performing. He happened to be performing, and I saw that show, and I was like, man, I like this guy, man. Like that's that's dope. I was already out, you know what I'm saying? I you know I knew Puffy, Diddy, and everybody else. And I saw Biggie perform, and I was like, man, that's dope. Like, two days later, my boy DJ Enough, another Brooklynite. Oh, um, yeah. You know, DJ Enough just started on Hot 97, and he said we was hanging out at his place, and he was like, yo, um, Biggie's supposed to do some radio drops for me for my for my radio show. He was like, you want to come with me to go pick him up? I was like, let's go. So we went, picked Biggie up. Um, first, we went to his house. He wasn't there. His mom said he was at the laundromat around the corner. <laughs> Facts. So we went to the laundromat. Dude's over at the laundromat with his plaid shirt. He always would wear a plaid, plaid-type shirt. 
And then um, he gets in the car, and enough goes, Biggie, fresh, fresh, Biggie. And I'm getting ready to say to him, dope show the other night. But he says to me, bro, I know all of your stuff. You're incredible. And then he starts rapping my record, Now You Know. And he raps Ooh. the whole thing. And I was That's like, crazy. I was like, wow. He said, man, me and Little C's, we know your stuff backwards and forwards, blah, blah, blah. And then after that, he says to me, um, I know who you are and you're not catching me out there on tape. He was like, I'm not getting on tape. <laughs> I'm dead. And I, and I laughed just the way you did. Because, you know, it, it, I, I was a little surprised, you know, like, he was like, it's not going to happen, bro. I'm not getting on yeah. tape with you. You're not going to embarrass me. And I laughed like that. He said it a couple more times. And the only way we got on tape together was because I was playing a beat for him. First, he played me his his stuff with Method Man. He played me all his mm. stuff. And he said, um, I have to wait for Heavy D's album to come out first before mine comes out. And mm. then he played his stuff. And I was like, yo, that's dope. Then I said, this is the some beats I'm working on, like I produced too. I put the beat on as soon as it came on. He was like, uh, and enough hit record. And he didn't oh, see it. Oh, he finessed it. The finesse. <laughs> enough hit record. I started rapping. He, That was it. You're in. So um, that's how I rap with Biggie. Um, out, outside of that, um, I'm on many styles with Original Flavor and Jay-Z. I um, toured with Ice Cube, Too Short, D-Nice, Yo-Yo, Kid Rock. I um, I won the World Championship Rap Contest. There's some things here and there. I, you know, yeah, there's, there's some things. There's some things. I got a record with Daddy Snow. Uh, so if you know your hip-hop, you would know who Snow yeah. is. I'm on a remix. Yeah, I get the throwback. Um, yeah, so there, there's things out there. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, given from that time to now, like, how do you feel like the rap industry as a whole, like, has evolved? It seemed like back then it was so much easier to kind of grow, you know, these genuine connections that kind of catch, catch each other outside and just kind of grow a, a partner, a partnership. I mean, granted, rap beef used to be what it was back then. It's kind of just much more different. I feel like it's more in the Internet age. But what, what do you how do you feel about the rap industry now where it's at compared to back then? Well, um, I think right now um, we're we're too we're too aggressive as 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 a culture and as a people we're we're too aggressive. So we don't know how to meet another man, somebody that looks like us, and treat that person with respect. Like treat that person like you're you're hosting them at your house. We just don't know how to do that, right? To show love, to hold the door. Um, I think it's crazy that you could watch a rap show and the male rappers are on stage with fur coats, jackets and stuff. And then the female rapper comes on and she's half naked. Going crazy. That's, that's <laughs> just dumb. It's, it's just a, it's a lack of respect for our yeah. women. And, um, you know, I, I could tell you like, like back in the day when, when I got signed, I used to be on Tommy boy records with, Queen Latifah, De La Soul, Digital Underground. Naughty by Nature wasn't there yet when I got signed. But um, mm. I can tell you that when we would go to clubs in Manhattan, we would see each other. When I say each other, 
there was a whole group of rappers that had the same type of deal. We were not getting a lot of money, but we signed <laughs> these much. deals. We signed these deals so we can hear our record on the radio one day. Yeah. And I, I would, I remember seeing Common, and I never met this guy before. And he, he said, "What's up, Freshco?" And I said, "What's up, Common?" Like we, we just knew. We, we trying to make it. We, yeah. We're trying to make it. I would see um, Kid from Kid and Play, same thing. What's up, Fresh Gold? What's up, Kid? I never met these guys before, but we know who we know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, right now, I feel like it went from, you know, hip-hop went from, like, De La Soul, Tribe Core Quest, you know, and, and these records about, you know, you like this this girl, you, you know, and you're going to see how you, to, like, straight, like, you mess with us, you dying. Yeah. And I knew when they when they changed what they were playing on daytime radio from De La Soul yeah. to, you know what, we, we stick up kids, we weren't coming back. I knew we weren't coming back. Yeah. You know, and so so here we are. We're 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 an aggressive culture. People, you know, some people are afraid to be in our presence because we are very, you know, don't mess with us. And I, I think we're like at least a decade away from fixing this like this is this is like serious yeah i mean what's what's always interesting is that i think a lot of people forget how young hip-hop is as a whole mm -hmm. you have all yeah. these other genres that yeah have you know were created and kind of you know groomed off the backs of like black creation as a whole mm -hmm. and maybe they have evolved over time and it, it's a little bit muddy but hip-hop and rap for the most part has, you know really stayed close to our culture but it's a baby and it, it's it's still growing, it's still learning. A lot of the the younger, you know, hip hop and rap artists who back in the day weren't able to make a lot of money. Yep. Now it's evolved tenfold where there's just so much, so much money in it, especially utilizing like social media and the way everybody and artists use it now. So it's like amazing. what are your thoughts with like how people utilize social media now, especially within just not only just in life, but just music too? Yeah, I, I think um, you know, what what the culture evolved to is, is, is amazing. Um, one of the reasons why I'm, uh, why I left the industry was because you could count on one hand, the rappers who were, um, you know, making a career and, and, and could do it, could survive on their income until they die, you know, yeah. and that probably was just LL Cool J, Run DMC. Um, gosh, I could barely think of other groups, but at a, at a certain point, you know, I had my first daughter come in and I was like, yo, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get the gig. You know what I'm saying? So I got into audio engineering and so forth and so on. Um, I, I think the, the, the money opportunities are, are incredible right now. Um, but you, you know, uh, what, you know, where do I begin, man? It's, um, <laughs> It, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of thoughts. And and I don't this is what I want to say. And, you know, and I want to be fair to the artists of today. I'm not one of those rappers who is like, oh, the stuff today is garbage. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I I like some of the most ratchetest songs that you, you wouldn't imagine. You know what I'm saying? I like skills, but I, I do. There's some ratchet songs that I'm just like. I don't know why I'm listening to this, but I'm but I'm, I'm here I'm, for it. I'm here, you right? It's it's the feel good energy. The feel good right. energy sometimes is just there. But here's what I think is going on. The reason why, and I'm trying to break this down to the a basic level. The reason yeah. why we have the uh, aggressive shoot 'em up, don't don't mess with me music right now 
is because if you're a young artist and you're thinking like, I want to get in that industry, you cannot get in this industry by going to going back to make what De La Soul was making. Yeah. There, you, there's no end. If you got to come with your crew. You got you got to come with your your whole camouflage, whatever you rocking. Yeah. And that's how you get in. But it's not the artists who have uh, made that. It's the yeah. owners. It's the I'm owners. Sure. Right. So so the owners are like, listen, come with the right stuff and we will distribute your record. Right. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll distribute it. And we're looking we're looking for for the quote unquote the killers right we look like you gotta be you gotta be bad you know what I'm saying yeah. so 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 now it, it it grooms young people who are doing the same music that's why I said we're we're at least 10 years away from fixing any of this until yeah. the owners until the owners are like you know what let's let's talk about some positive stuff like yo like how many businesses do you have how many how many um how many properties can you can you get and how how long does that build generational wealth for? And until we yeah. start making like stuff that touches that, we, yeah, we we just yeah. grooming the next, the next aggressive rapper, the next aggressive artist, the next female that feels like she has to be naked to to get to get light to go up against yeah. Megan The Stallion. You know what I'm saying? That that's horrible. That yeah. that's horrible. Like hey. Take off some of those clothes, and we will push you to the top. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah cause <laughs> it sucks. It's like it's, it almost feels like we have to wait for our hip hop artists to become basically veterans, like hold to right. spit game and spit some stuff back into the culture. And then you right. know everybody has their things that they pick and choose that they feel like hold don't do enough of this and hold don't do enough of that. We can I do mean, that all day. But... Criticism. There's going to be criticism everywhere, right? But but yeah. it, it's a there's a bigger problem. There's a bigger problem above hove there's a there's a there's a bigger problem there's there's a whole bunch of people who are like huh should i invest in um the, the spacex program or should i should i throw some money towards this hip-hop thing i'm gonna throw some money towards this hip-hop thing like i can make a killing here right <laughs> you gotta and, get that ice spice it, it, it right it doesn't it doesn't matter for those people it doesn't matter what rapper just got murdered last week it's it's yeah. for them. It's still a good investment, right? The, yeah, the, it's just a, the, always see the, the bag. Money, see the dollar the money is going up. Yeah, You're like yo, can we get a can we get a new guy? You know, I'm sorry to hear that that guy died. Can do you have another group? It's terrible. It's terrible. So it's really above the artist. It's it's outside of the artist. The artists are doing it to try to make a way for for their family, and they're playing the game. I gotta yeah. I gotta be super thug. Facts, facts. So transitioning from there, you know, once you kind of, you know, move forward with your career and with your life, you ended up working with four kids. So how did that happen? How did you how did you go from being out here with Biggie running into Common and you end up, you know, becoming you said a sound engineer, correct? So yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not I, sure. I, I you, were you always doing sound engineering when you were rap? Were you engineering your own stuff or did you have somebody else doing that? No, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you real quick how that went. So, um, when I did many styles, uh, a, a friend, a mutual friend of Damon Dash and myself was Clark Kent. Uh, yeah. So I um, 
uh, and and then Ski Ski from Original Flavor Ski Beach who produced a whole bunch of Jay Z stuff. We we did a show together, and then Ski's was like Ski was like, "Yo, you dope. I'm, I want you on one of my records." Ski kept his word, called me and said, "Yo, we're gonna do this record. It's gonna be me. It's it's gonna be Original Flavor, you, Buster Rhymes, Jay Z, all these people." Buster didn't show up for whatever reason. Um, I think Jay already did a verse and then I went to the studio and I did I did my verse. Clark Kent called me and was like, yo, that was crazy. Somebody wants to talk to you. Damon Dash gets on the phone and says, I'm signing you. Just like that. Never met him before. Never met him. He's on the phone. You're crazy. I'm signing you. So that's it. Now I'm down with Rockefeller. Um, mm-hmm. So we're doing stuff and Damon is like, yo, I almost got you and Jay-Z a deal. Not together, not as partners, but I almost yeah. got Jay-Z a deal and, and I think I can get you on this deal fresh, right? Like we can get two artists in. That happened like two or three times and they it fell through. Nobody was signed Jay-Z. Nobody was signing me at the time. They, they just wouldn't go all the way. Two years of that, I was like, yo, I, I got to find a way to get some money. Mm. Right. And I and I started getting interested in audio engineering like that was like I was like, I want to learn how to do what Ski does. I want to learn how to do what my partner Miz does. I'm going to take an audio engineering course. This is what I do. I learn stuff and I just go. So Damon was like, yo, you ain't coming around anymore. And I'm just like, bro, I'm working a soundtrack studio. I got my own studio at Soundtrack. Soundtrack is one of the biggest studios in New York. And I'm doing sound for King of the Hill, Burger King, um, British Airways. I was working on the Verizon commercials uh, with James Earl Jones, worked with Will Arnett, Rosie Perez. And Damon is still trying to get Jay-Z a record deal. Do you you follow me? Yeah, that's you like... The, the bills ain't gonna pay themselves man right right so so um and, and i know in hindsight everybody's like nah but you should stay with jay-z he's a billionaire but just listen to what i'm you don't saying know that yeah you listen know that. right listen to what i'm saying jay-z i don't even think he was driving to damon's house i think he was mm. taking the train and meeting us on damon had an apartment on first avenue and i think it was 90 something street and we would we would all just meet there Jay-Z had a way to get money. And I'm I'm not going to go any further with that, but he yeah. had a way to get money, right? I did not have that luxury. So I ended up at Soundtrack. After Soundtrack, Soundtrack was paying me like a, a decent amount. But then I went to go work at, um oh man, uh, Photomag Studios. That's where I did commercials. Mm-hmm. Sound for the commercials for The Matrix. Life is Beautiful. And um, Shakespeare in Love. And now I'm making money. I'll the be, most I'll money <laughs> I, I ever thought I would make, I'm making this money. Um, the last time I saw Jay-Z was just before I left Soundtrack. He saw me there and he was like, oh, shoot, what's up, Fresh? And I was like, what's up? I'm good. I got, I've got this studio here. And he looked me in the eye and said, I'm still trying to do this. That's, that's the last time I spoke to Jay-Z. And... The way I ended up at Four Kids was after Photomag, because um, Photomag, I wasn't happy there. So I started interviewing. Four Kids was on the list. They, they called me. They wanted to interview me. And I remember telling somebody, 
I do not want to go to this interview because I really don't feel like working on cartoon shows. Yeah. Because I was doing commercials, trailers, and stuff like that. I didn't want to work on cartoon shows. Yeah. The person said, just go on the interview. Just just go. I was okay, like, yeah. Ah. I, I went it's on this interview. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. Right. It's not going to kill me. I went on that interview and I they hired me. I started working on Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and then later on, One Piece came. And I was doing the sound for all of the four kids shows. I was doing the final sound mix. That's how I got the four kids. So speaking of One Piece, so you went from doing the sound engineering for all these shows that most, a lot of people grew up on in these in the early 2000s ever watching you know kids wb uh channel five back then and all of that yeah so how did you end up transitioning into doing the the one piece for kids rap because um at the time i was working on a gospel album a gospel rap album that that mm -hmm. was just gonna be mine i just wanted to do it i was you know um just, you know, just learning and, and going to church. And I was like, you know what? I could do like some nice hip hop, you know, like gospel, yeah. you know, I, like I, I can make this happen. Some Somebody at 4Kids knew that because I was I was going to 4Kids to do the final mixes there. And mm. then um, they got the show One Piece. They acquired it from Japan, I believe. And then um, somebody said, hey, can you help us out with the rap? And I was like, Okay, that's fine. Just let me know when you're ready. And they were like, okay, that would be great. That would be great. So next thing you know, we, we started talking about it and they explained it to me. You know, it's, it's this kid. He's going to be the Pirate King and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, here, we, we have some lyrics. And I, I looked at the lyrics and I was like, I'm, you, I'm not rapping this. I, <laughs> I, I, will, I will help you with the rap. But yeah. th this won't be it right here. So, um... I took what they had on paper and I was like, I'm this, this is how it's going to work. And I started breaking down each line and adding things and adding some swag and some flow. And that's how the one piece rap came up. Nice. So, so you didn't know anything about one piece going in, but did you know anything about anime as a whole? Cause I know the anime is just, it's been around forever. Back in the day, yeah. people used to just like bottom and like, right. They used to be in the back of video stores and things like that. So did you watch any anime like that growing up? Um, not really. When when I was growing up, it was uh, Justice League. It was um, Wonder Twins. It, you know, it was uh, Wonder Woman. All the Saturday morning shows. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it was all the Saturday morning shows. And then, um, I worked on. I did sound for some anime, like some Japan related anime that never mm -hmm. made it to TV. Okay. I did some sound for that because I had some friends that were, were working on that stuff. But outside of that, I never heard of One Piece. I never even heard of Yu-Gi-Oh. When Yu-Gi-Oh came to Four Kids, no one could pronounce the name right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it had everybody. No one could pronounce the name right. It was uh, Eugene and Yugaya. Uh, you, you <laughs> I, I mean, no one. No one could pronounce the name right. And yeah. then one day I'm in a grocery store and it's on the cover of TV Guide. Yu-Gi-Oh taking over, you know, United States, you know, and I'm like, yeah. wow, I did the sound for all of these. This is crazy. But but going back to One Piece, I didn't I didn't have a background on it. The way the the graphics looked, I I didn't care for how it looked. I I just didn't get what was happening. I was like, why why did we buy this show? 
That's what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's funny because I got into One Piece actually a lot more recently, like in yeah. 2017. So yeah. as a kid, I thought One Piece looked nuts. I was not into it. I was like, this looks crazy. What is he like supposed to miss the fantastic? Like he's stretchy. I would just go watch. I'm gonna just go watch the Fantastic Four cartoon for all that that yeah. used to come out. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. I, I was like, wow, we are really we're just buying shows. I mean, like I didn't get it. So so I, I completed the rap. Um, and then I think I had to do a, a couple of different versions. So they were like, hey, you know, let's do a version like this because we're not sure if we're going to keep this character in. Like there was a like two other versions. Yeah. And I was like, sure, whatever. And I just mm -hmm. did the versions. They were like, thank you. And um, and then, you know, I guess maybe a week or so later, it got approved. Everybody was loving it. And I'm thinking we're going to split 50-50, you know, because that's me. Y'all didn't write that. That's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to rap unless I do it, you know. And, um, man, they were like, no, we, you know, we want to give you this because it's really oh, all these explanations. And I was just like, really? Yeah. You know, like, oh, it was so bad. But I just I was busy at the time and I didn't I didn't have the capacity to say I should fight this or, you know, nah, don't put it out. then. you know, I, I just didn't have the capacity because I was yeah. still working as an audio engineer for four kids. Yeah. You know, and I'm going back to go mixing Yu-Gi-Oh. So he's, he's like, I got so much other stuff going on. He's like, I'm, this is not a battle. I'm not, I'm not willing to down this hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was like. You know, I don't, I don't even know if the show's gonna do good, which is crazy to say right now. You know? Hindsight is <laughs> once again, hindsight is nuts. It, hindsight is nuts, right? So, yeah. um, that that's pretty much how that went down. And, um, man, like years later, you know, I, I saw it here and there online, but I, I never even clicked on it because I was like somebody heard of one piece like that's that was my mentality i was like yeah why, why is this on youtube somebody heard of one piece like i literally was saying that and um yeah at some point i i dug deeper i, I, and I see it's like there's millions of people who, who are watching this and they're talking about the rap and, and i'm like wait a minute Did, like <laughs> i felt like i was in a frozen time capsule for like 10 years and everybody like, like this is an alternate dimension what's going on <laughs> yeah it, it was crazy so um yeah i i saw people you know videos of people dancing to the rap at work functions like yeah. crazy stuff and my my kids were like wow dad and i'm like <laughs> you know like, I, <laughs> he's like i don't even know <laughs> you know like um i'll tell you what's interesting is that in in hip-hop right you know like we were talking earlier there's a bunch of rappers who know who i am and the impact right you know buster red man ll cool j jay-z damon there's a bunch of people you know diddy you know they know but the public because i didn't have a number one record on the radio i don't walk down the street and people just stop me i'm i wasn't that type of rapper um my influence is different but with the one piece rap it was like when I discovered how big it got, I was like, oh, you were like, don't worry about hip hop. I got you over here, you know? And, I, you know, I was like, wow, like, this is crazy. You know, like this, 
this is here forever. Yeah. There's you can't take it away. The the popularity of One Piece, I mean, I can only imagine just the random surge of probably the, the way the One Piece community probably just bombarded you in a way of like, yo, yo, this this is this is crazy. Because One Piece was for the most part back in the day, we we called it like the big three. It was okay. like three major anime um yeah. in that era that really influenced like a lot of like American culture. So there was One Piece, Naruto, and yeah. this other show called Bleach. Yeah. And at the time, Naruto back then was just the most popular because it had ninjas. Yeah. And everybody loved ninjas. Like that yeah. was it was dope. And then the other one was a little bit more edgy and dark. And back then that the more darker and kind of edgy you could be, Matrix-esque. Yep. the cooler it was and one piece was one piece and it wasn't really until even now year after year because currently one piece is actually supposed to end in the next three to five years right the, yep. the, the manga. Yep. and over the past like four or five years specifically over the pandemic because there's so many episodes yeah um people just started binging it and now it's just yeah. it's become more mainstream than ever it, it's 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 honestly unbelievable i would have never yeah. been able to see this in 2017 so i can't even imagine the shock for you you know from 2005 four yeah i i probably did that in 04 yeah 04 um yeah i mean it's it's incredible i, I people were i was getting interview requests over all these years I, people would hit me on facebook hey can I, um can i interview you and i, and I was like oh okay you know um, yeah, I, I, I saw you on, on One Piece or, you know, I saw you in a One Piece forum and I was just like, really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, is that, is like, is that still existing? Like the, that, that show, you know, and um, I just didn't know, I didn't know that One Piece blew up. So, you know, people were just like, hey, can I interview you about One Piece? And I was just like, ooh, well, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> man. You know, like, <laughs> you, you can interview me about you know anything huh. else but, <laughs> everything you know, about me but like what yeah, specifically like, like one piece at the time was a work project i did yeah it was a work project i did that maybe wouldn't see the light of day outside of work <laughs> um you know it was almost like that i'm you know you like seriously you know it was like okay I, yeah I know how, I know how to rap, boss. You know, right? Like, like. Yeah, I got you. you. Know, I'll, do the, I'm, I'll do the things for the. Project. Yeah, I'm at work. I'm at work, literally. So you know, I do the rap. Okay, cool. Go ahead, have fun with it. Sure, have fun, and this and the thing blows up. You know, so, um, go figure. It's crazy. Do you have any like uh you know cool stories or like anything that you enjoy while working at Four Kids? Um, man, yeah, there's a. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a few. So, you know, one is like uh, on Yu-Gi-Oh, for example, um, there there are a lot of lines where the characters say, you know, because it, it's dealing with card decks. Mm. So th there were a lot of lines that uh, the scripts were written by adults. Right. So the lines when the, when uh, people go in the booth to read the lines, um, the Yu-Gi-Oh character would say, you know, your your deck is too small. Yeah. And, and 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 we had to say, okay, let's go back and record that again because make sure you're saying deck, D-E-C-K. We, we want to make sure it's not another word. <laughs> right, because it's a kid's show, you know, and we had so many moments where sometimes we would stop recording and be like, is any kid going to understand what we're talking about right now? 
there were a lot of moments like that. Um, yeah. There were there were moments working with um, Andrew Reynolds, um, who blew up, you know, Book of Mormons and all this stuff. You know, he's a star right now. Yeah. That's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. He came to Four Kids and at the time was like, hey, I'm going to try to get in as a voice. And then he got in to do some voices. And then after that, um, he started directing and started learning the ropes. And he would always be like, hey, Sean, how am I doing? And I'm like, hey, you, you know, you're doing good. And I got, I got your back. Like, you know, like, and then a Andrew blows up freaking 10, 15 years <laughs> later. I'm like, I was listening to the TV one day and it was like, you know, Andrew Reynolds. Start, and I'm like, which Andrew Reynolds? Like, and, it, 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 you know, it's. It's, it's just, crazy. Life it's is crazy, crazy who you meet along the way, honestly. It's crazy. And I think one of the last things I would say, you know, just as a, a thing of interest, there were a lot of uh, voiceover people kind of on the newer side that came through for kids, came up to audition. I was part of their audition because I was recording them. Yeah. And um, that was like their, their first start. And these are these are people who are big characters now. They can go to any Comic-Con and just... You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And at the time, you know, they weren't really getting paid what they were supposed to get paid to do a lot of those roles. Um, you know, and I won't go any deeper than that, but it was like, we can get these people to voice these characters, yeah. but not pay them like, you know, the right thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So props to, to those actors who did the grind on all of those shows. There were so many shows we did. And they were like, I'm going to do this thing. And um, a lot of them are, are doing well right now. And their voices, everybody knows and loves. Yeah, it really is a tough industry when I hear some of the stories in regards to like um, compensation and kind of like the workers union and everything like that. It, it's more power to them. I, I think a lot of people don't tend to put enough respect on voice acting and voiceover work that they that they need to. They they kind of put it in this own bucket that it's not the same thing as acting. And it really is. It, it, it It's an art in itself. It, it's it's an art it's a it's a whole lot it's a, it's it's a whole lot um and i think um because we grow up and you don't go to school and people are like talking about hey are you taking voiceover or are you are you going to be become a physician that's not the conversation so so no one knows and um it's part of why like after hip hop when i started doing sound for television commercials and, and tv and stuff like that i was like there's people making money doing this stuff you know like those are the commercials where we turn the TV, right, to find another show that's yeah. on so we don't have to watch the commercial. There's there's audio engineers making over $300,000 a year doing it. There's voiceover people making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year voicing that stuff. There's sound engineers making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. There's video editors making $200,000 a year. And no one, like, it's it's barely in the colleges. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It might be there now, but coming up, it was it wasn't there. I feel like these days, like with you know TikTok and everything like that, I feel like that's become a lot of people's kind of audition tape. The, yeah. the amount of talent that you kind of see, kind of flow through that that yeah. uh that that app and most of the most other social media things. Like these, I'm not even. Yes, I'm 30, but like these kids, like they're the the things that they're learning now and teaching yeah. themselves. Yep. and self-teaching it's almost making what the colleges can teach 
a little not fully obsolete like this is the life experience that you're always going to get and kind of like those life management skills in college but just the tools that are available these days for the younger generation it's it really feels like next 10 15 years the sky's the limit for a lot of them i i agree i agree i think um <laughs> i i think college is cool um and i think it's it's great to get education to learn a lot um but I also think it's one of the greatest hustles ever created. Oh, the biggest, the biggest. I'm still in debt. That's, I'm over. It, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of the greatest hustles ever created. Um, it's it's like, hey, you know, you you need to come here so we can give you this paper, and this is what it'll cost you, and it's okay. You don't have to pay us now. Yeah, it's, but it's, you don't have to pay us. <laughs> you you will you will pay us, but you don't have to pay us now because we got we got thousands of you doing this. So <laughs> don't yeah. worry, there's mad at you around. Don't, don't worry, yeah. Just whenever you get get around to it, pay us. But if you don't, you know we're gonna add interest. But it's okay, you know. Like it's one of the greatest hustles ever. I don't know. I um, say Nelnet is gonna have to find me in the grave before they get. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Right I, back. Yeah. I, I, I feel your pain, but um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you, so would you be open to like possibly working on something with Toei Animation One Piece? You know, currently if they if they asked or reached out. Yeah, I I, I would. Um, I think um, you know, you're making me think about like like what has happened over the last 15, 20 years. I, you know, when I left hip hop to to try to be a a great dad and just do the right thing. Uh, a lot of people didn't have my new number, so they couldn't mm-hmm. find me. So I get asked a lot, like, "Oh, do you, you know? Do you still talk to LL Cool J or Big Daddy Kane?" And I'm like, yeah. "No. You, first of all, if you're an artist, your your number changes every two weeks or every month, right? It's yeah. it, period. Because once people get the number, you got to change it. You ain't trying to be found that like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and and the other thing is people don't know how to get to me, right? Because like I don't, you know, my number's not out there. And then over the years. I'm not at the top of people's minds, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you see Buster right now, you would have to remind him like, yo, you remember this guy named Fresco back in the day, they won the battle and then he would go, that's my guy, yeah. right? But it's not at the top of his head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like the way Drake might be or, or Jay or whatever, right? So I'm saying that to say, and to answer your question, you know, Funimation and, and, and all these places, whoever has one piece right now, it's. I don't think I'm at the top of their head. Like, hey, reach out to Sean Conrad so he can do this. Um, because I'm not really online and in social media like, hey, I'm the One Piece rapper. I'm ready yeah. to go. You know, just call me. Let's do it. That's not really what's happening, you know, because I'm there's all kind of other life stuff that I'm, I'm doing. But I, I would be open. Um, I, you know, you don't. You don't forget how to ride a bike. Yeah. So I'll just I'll just say it like that. Um, you know, I am the same uh lyricist. Uh so yeah, any anything that I'm given, I can I can turn it into something that will add value. I mean, this is this is the plug right here. You gotta let know. Like, yo, Funimation, Toei, One Piece, hit up Sean. We right. need we need some more one piece content. Or right. I mean, if you would be interested, maybe you maybe you could like voice a character in like the English dub. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I'm I'm open to all of it. I think th- there's there's some people who who know because see when I put out 
uh, one of my YouTube videos, I talked about how I created the One Piece rap. And as soon as that dropped, um, comicbook.com put out an article. Mm. As soon as it dropped, um, because it was a big deal. Yeah. So I think there's uh, people who know if you if you follow comicbook.com or you fo- you, you're following anything, you know I'm here. Yeah. You you know I'm here. Now it, it's up to you if you if you if if you the powers that be are like, hey, let's get him to to like it would be great if he redid the new rap. Yeah. Like people would be like, oh man, you're ending the way it started. You know? That's, like, that's like, it. yeah, that would be dope. You know, so um cut the check, cut the check, Funimation. Cut we'll the check. See. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so Speaking of like some cartoons and things like that, like One Piece, since you didn't get too much into anime, what were your favorite cartoons like growing up then? Um, growing up, um, like I mentioned some before, you know, uh, Justice League, Aquaman, um, and that that's on the cartoon side, but there was Six Million Dollar Man, Incredible Hulk, Wonder yeah. Woman, you know, um, after school. Get that loop original popping. Yeah, I mean, like there was. You know, I was in front of the TV. I remember my mom telling me, like, don't don't uh, be too close to the TV. You're going to ruin your eyes. I, w- I was up on the TV like this, you know. Um, but, yeah, a lot of those Saturday morning shows. And then you also have to include all the Kung Fu shows, Five Deadly Venoms, Mortal Kombat, all, all of those Kung Fu shows. And then if you do that, you have to include... The Godzillas, the camera, the the all like all was, the deep cuts right now. All, I, <laughs> you go. Yo, I was I was all over that. Like that's like when Wu Tang came out, I was like, okay, but we all know about these shows, you know. But, <laughs> like you know, I was like, okay, that's kind of gimmicky, but it, it's working. I like the it music. worked. I like the music. The music was dope, no doubt. Yeah. So I'm not saying that, but um. You know, I was like, ah, the Kung Fu? I was like, ah, okay, you know, y'all, y'all will be the Kung Fu guys of the hip-hop. That's that's cool, that's cool, you know. Um, but it worked, it worked. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, man, it's, it's so many things we didn't talk about. Like, when I, I mentioned Wu-Tang, RZA, um, he was about to, way before Wu-Tang, he was about to get a deal with Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy offered him mm. a deal as a solo artist, Prince Rakim. If you know your hip-hop, you know all this, yeah. right? Um, so we was by the Palladium, 14th Street in Man- Manhattan, and he was like, yo, Fresh, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, you think I should sign a Tommy Boy? They're like, they're offering me this deal. And I was like, yo, I'm on Tommy Boy. My first record, they didn't give me a video. They did not promote the record. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's probably better options for you. He was like, I feel you, I feel you. And he went and signed the deal with Tommy Boy. That record failed, and... Just like the struggles of genius, uh, when he whatever label he was on, and all the other artists that prompted Wu Tang. Mm. That's prompted Wu Tang. He was like, I'm not doing Prince Rakim, my record bombed. I'm going as the RZA, and I'm gonna get the other dudes who had a bad deal too. Yeah. I probably, I probably should have been in that, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all had horrible record deals, yeah, um, but we were out. You know, and then that's how Wu Tang came about. You know what I'm Crazy. saying? And and um, man, God I mean, bless truthfully, them. they they inspired a generation, them. honestly. Like, even with all the things you say that you were into and that they were talking about, yeah, that kind of I feel like has evolved into you know being into the kung fu stuff. Where like a lot of rappers now, 
that's yep. my age and younger. Yep. Now they all talk about anime stuff. And like that's you know, an import from like Eastern culture over there. Yep. It's it's only grown a lot. I feel like hip hop has the way I feel like a lot of um Asian culture and you know, mm -hmm. hip hop and, and, and black people in America have kind of like meshed together. Yep. Is it's been absolutely just it's a crazy sight to see, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's been man, it's been happening forever. I mean, like when when I was younger. You know, and we talking we talking about like you know eighties, early eighties though. About like, Leroy. <laughs> listen, there was like you had to buy yourself the the we used to call them Chinese slippers. I, I'm sure that's not the name, but yeah. you know that the tan bottom and the black you slipped them joints on. When you went outside, you you were walking around like you knew kung fu. Yeah, <laughs> that that was the thing. Like you wanted to get into a fight. I'm like I'm being dead serious. You're ready? Like, somebody oh. try me. Right. <laughs> if somebody tries me, yo, I'm gonna kick them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I know so many dudes like that. Like that's what was happening in Brooklyn back then. Um. So yes, that that Gamera Godzilla and martial arts had a huge impact. So going going back one more time to Wu Tang, I get it. They they were like, yo, this thing has hit our culture so hard so yeah. big and in such a profound way we sh we should be rapping we should be rapping about this stuff man because it's dope it's Definitely. dope you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah props to rizza and and, and tank i'm just laughing because i'm thinking about now like <laughs> imagine a dude getting kicked in some like kung fu slippers down a you know the, the train stop broadway junction yep you yep that's a, that's a big fall that's a big fall no i'm with you I'm Yo, imagine getting kicked down that escalator at Broadway Junction. I'm that's sorry for anybody watching big. this. This is that's this is the most Brooklyn thing we probably talking about. But if you know, Listen, you know. I know, I know, I know. Um, but you know, there was a man. There, there's just uh, there's so much uh, that we like. Last night I was talking to somebody, um, and we were, you know, just reminiscing on, on some hip hop stuff. And um, I I was saying to them, uh, it, it was about Jay Z and Jazzo. Yeah. And um, when I was coming up, uh, Jazzo, if you don't know, just look him up, yeah, right? Man. Jazzo had 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 a, had a record out uh, called Hawaiian Sophie. And in the video... That song is fire, actually. That song is fire. Right. I like well, that song. Well, jazz, jazz is incredible. Um, but he, in the video, it was like a one-liner, and he asked his boy something, and the dude, it was Jay-Z. And they're both wearing Hawaiian suits, and Jay-Z says, like, one word, one or two words. And that's how I first saw Jay-Z. Now, the reason why I bring this up is we used to go to a club called The Rooftop. Mm. New Yorkers, if you, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. The Rooftop, right next to Rucker Park, right? That place, oh, don't even get me started. That's that's where, <laughs> yo, like, don't get me started. I, I could, We have to do another interview. Yeah. But I was going into the rooftop and saw Jazz, Jazzo. And Jazz was like, Fresco, what's going on? I was like, what's up, Jazz? And he, he's standing next to who I recognize as the guy from the video, which was Jay-Z. I just didn't know his name. Yeah. It was the guy from his video. So Jazz was like, Fresh, kick a rhyme. I kicked the rhyme. This is right in front of the rooftop. Then Jazz kicked the rhyme. And then Jazz looked at Jay-Z and said, go ahead, Jay. And Jay-Z just kept his hands in his pocket and did not rhyme. And I was like, all right, later, Jazz. And we just went into, me and my man went into the club. And, I, I like, that was my first encounter with Jay-Z. The second time, remember, Damon Dash signed me? Yeah. And one night, 
Damon, Damon used to take me and Jay-Z to these different clubs in Manhattan. And remember, I, I would park my car by Damon's. I don't think Jay was driving. So we just all get in Damon's uh, yeah. car, right? So we're driving. Before he started the car, before he started driving, Damon looked at me. He looks at Jay-Z. Jay-Z was sitting in the back. And he says, man, y'all two would be an incredible battle. And at the time, Jay-Z just went, he didn't even, he didn't look at me or anybody. He Jay-Z just said, whatever. And, and I was like, <laughs> so 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 at that point, I was like, this guy doesn't like me. He he doesn't, he's like, where the hell did I come from? Why, why am I here? You know, and um, so it was a little. It, it was kind of mesmerizing that when I saw him again at Soundtrack, mm-hmm. and he was like fresh, and I was like, "What's up, Jay?" It was I was like, "Oh, we're are we cool?" <laughs> you know, like it it was, you know, I was happy to see him. I mean, I never meant him no harm. That was Damon. Yeah, Damon used to put us to battle everybody. That's how the DMX, Jay Z, and DMX stuff happened. That was Damon's thing. He makes his rappers battle people. Yeah, that's what he does. You know, um, piece of Damon Dash. You know what I'm saying? But that that's that's how that happened. I didn't think I was cool with Jay until I saw Jay again, and we were fine. It's crazy. That's crazy. All right, so I got like a couple more questions, final questions. Yeah, you know, yeah, before yeah. we wrap everything up. But honestly. I said this would probably be like 25, 30 minutes. I'm so sorry. This is lasting way longer. No, you good. You good. You good. It, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of information. This this yeah. stuff I haven't even. Nah, you got stories for days. You got stories <laughs> yeah, for days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, a, there's all kind of stuff going on. So, you know, right now, you know, if anybody looks at your channel, obviously I'll have all the links below if anybody wants to check it out. Yep. Um, you have plenty of videos there that kind of get way more into your stories that I was able to check out a few of those. Yeah. I see right now you're prominent in a lot of voiceover and voice acting work right now. So do you have any advice um, for anybody aspiring to getting to getting into voiceover work? Sure, sure. So I, I created a full voiceover course and what makes my voiceover course unique is not because I do voiceovers, right? And I've done voiceovers for Public Supermarket. I've done voiceovers for Coca-Cola, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. But what makes my course unique is that I worked with all the voiceovers that you're hearing on a lot of these shows. Yeah. I was the one recording them. Excuse me. Um, I was the one working with Will Arnett. Uh, I worked with Will Ferrell um, for uh, uh, HBO show. So I have unique insight to how other voiceover actors record, how they do their thing, and what happens in certain situations for certain shows. Mm-hmm. So that that's what makes the, the course that I promote, that I created, fully blown, jam-packed. And people could find that course at you can do voiceovers.com. Nice. Just go to you can do voiceovers.com and it'll tell you everything you need to know. If you feel like it's something you want to uh, learn from or, and benefit from, you'll find a way to take the next step and purchase the course. So that's one of the things that I'm doing right now. Nice, nice. And do you have anything uh, else that you uh, are working on that's coming out in the future or anything exciting? Um, yeah, so, um, there was one that happened not too long ago, so um, I'm I have a little cameo, non-speaking cameo in uh, Wakanda Forever. Ooh. So I, um, you know, I got back into acting. That's another thing that distracted me from hip hop. You know, I 
at, at the time I was doing this stuff with Biggie and Damon and all this stuff, you know, I was a free spirit. So I'm roller skating, acting. I'm, I was in martial arts school. I was fighting in tournaments, you know, I mean, all kind of stuff. And yeah. hip hop magazines were writing articles like, where's Fresco? I, I would see it in Rap Masters magazine. They were like, where's yeah. this guy? And I was just doing things because I'm, I, I love life. I love to uh, experience things. I feel like, um, you know, our creator, God gave us these, these eyes, these ears, th this intelligence to do more than just what you do, do from nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do more. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, there's the acting piece. I also have a business where, um, it, 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 uh, in, in, it's involved with real estate, but I also have um, software, software as a service that helps small businesses consolidate their communications. So this is uh, this is email. This is uh, sales funnels. This is um, uh, two way text messaging. This is automated systems where people contact you and it automatically replies back. You can answer questions automatically that get asked uh, uh, like a hundred times a day. Yeah. You can organize your company. If you have employees, you can so assign certain employees to certain clients. And this is, this is all in the software and that you can find at totalselfmission.com. And, and that's been my thing, you know, like total self, right? How to be a great man, a stand-up man, without having to be, you know, threatening people, yeah. um, how to, how to run your business and, and how to, and how to um, stick a hand out and pull people up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we can do more of that, you know, your, your blessings will be even bigger, even bigger than you want them to be. Um, and then the last thing I would say is you could always go to seanconrad.com and find out anything you want to know that kind of encompasses all that I do. It will always be, current and up to date with links here links there links there so um that's how people that's, nice. that's exciting stuff it's honestly having this whole conversation with you you it sounds like you've really lived life to the fullest honestly you you've not been scared to really venture off and try anything and i feel like that's that's something a lot of us figure out as we go along when we first spoke i told you you know what got me to start doing youtube is pandemic came and i started kind of wanting to figure out more about myself and you know, regular work is regular work, but I was trying to find something to bring me some joy. Yep. And this is how I ended up doing this. And it's really inspiring to hear that you have continued and not stopped evolving and trying new things and learning more about yourself. And that's really, really inspiring. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. And it just comes from being a lover of life. You know, yeah. that's, that's how I word it these days. You know, I, I, this, so many things I love. I, I I can meet somebody, and if they tell me that they are an expert crocheter, I I, I want to talk to them. I want to I want to talk to them and be like, like, what inspired you? And how do you like like how did you train your right hand to like like I like I go deep. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just oh I know how to knit a blanket. Like yeah. like like your left does this, but but your right hand. And then they would share with you. Oh, I put a wrist weight on that hand to like, bro, this, this that's people, crazy. I'm <laughs> telling you that there's this stuff I could tell you that DJs have done that like it will blow your mind. It, it right. It's it's the 
it's the Kobe Bryant mentality. Mm. You know, may he rest in peace, right? Like, yeah. like you, you're just shooting the ball, right? Or you're taking a couple shots, but I, I took 400 today. You didn't, you didn't take 400 shots today. You're not gonna be able to hang, right? Yeah. Like, like it's that mentality. You know what right. I'm saying? So, so I don't care. I don't care what it is. You know, basketball, tennis, um, hip hop. The reason why Black Thought and Eminem flow like that because they were like, "Yo, I'm gonna study this game, and you're not gonna outwork me. That's... You, you're not, you're not gonna outwork me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and, and that's it. You, you, there's nothing you can do because because the others do it casually, and certain people are like, "Yo, how how did you get your right hand that fast? Yeah, the fine tuning. <laughs> crazy." <laughs> Oh man. Well, um, thank you again though for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. I'm gonna be sure to have everything, you know, to contact you in the in the find your links below in the, the bio and all that Dope. stuff in the description. Dope. Um, like I said before, thank you again. We'll start to wrap up this video. Um, once again, I am extremely humbled that you took the time to do this. You really didn't have to, and honestly, it's it's a blessing and I really appreciate this. You're you're very welcome. You're you're in your history making right now, right? It, it's not going to start two weeks from now. You, you're yeah. in it. So this is just part of it. This is part of your your um, amazing journey. Love it, embrace it, and, and keep keep going, you know? All right. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. So let's wrap this up. I'm going to do a little outro real quick, okay. and then we'll, we'll, we'll cut out. We'll cut out. So, you know, before we end this video, guys, this, uh, this interview, I really hope y'all enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe to the channel as well as hit that notification button to get notified for more content that I put out. So if you're enjoying the video, be sure to like and leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on everything here that we spoke about. So on that note, y'all, enjoy your life. I'm feeling great and feel the vibe. I'm really grateful we alive. And I'm feeling great because lately I've been on the way to something great. And I feel alive because I create like every day. And I'm on to